Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about magic books, magic trees, and a magic cupcake that is both the most and least delicious thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Abby, I do not know how to feel about this magic cupcake. <laughs> it was the most propped, prop cook, uh, cupcake that a prop could look like. Like it was like, it's supposed mm-hmm. to look real, but it also kind of looked like a soap you would buy at Lush. Like it didn't look real enough. <laughs> yeah, and then like the the not the literal icing because it did have literal icing, but like the icing on top was the the chocolate covered almond at the very oh. top of it that looked oh. like one of those really shitty ones you 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 see at weddings. Oh, Jordan almonds. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that you never want to eat cuz they're oh. disgusting. It had everything to do with just like what you think a kid would want kind of thing like that cupcake probably also had like secret vegetables in it because like she's super motherly but Mm -hmm. it also i don't know the shape of it seemed weird weird it had more of a toadstool vibe because it wasn't happy tall it was like submitting itself to gravity like like if they presented that on like a bake-off challenge like no just zero stars get out of the tent (laughs) well i am beth elderkin and i'm joined as always by the lovely abby abby how are you doing I'm hungry now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm doing well. My governor has turned the state of Ohio into this town from Footloose. We're no longer allowed to dance. So it's going well. If you're wondering what part of the stage of the year we're in, we're in the no dancing allowed stage. Yeah, everybody, it's it's, uh, a wild time right now, a complicated time. Uh, Everyone, please make sure that you're staying safe. You're socially distancing. You're wearing your masks. And thinking your holiday plans, because this is going to get worse before it gets better. And we want to make sure everybody is staying safe. Yes. And remember that when you go to your local PTA meeting to make sure you light something on fire when you enter, because no one will take you more seriously unless like you come in lighting stuff on fire. Like Regina is just like PTA president lead in this whole episode. And I love it. Like, hello, I'm here. Things are on fire. 
I don't think fire fumes really do anything for COVID, so I don't think that's going to be for our particular problem. <laughs> he but, kills but the COVID. Just catch all for all the other ones. You know, yeah, everyone be safe. And if you're going to start stuff on fire, make sure it's in contained, safe way and some sort of crop in which the whole set doesn't start on fire, which was confusing. Anyway, yes. Stay safe, everybody. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's talk about the second episode, the two of two. Yes, this is season two, episode two, uh, Dos Dos. We are uh, both. We dose. are both. Yeah, we are we are dose, yes. <laughs> uh and this is going to be an episode where uh we're people are kind of freaking out a little bit. We're getting back into the swing of things after the curse was lifted and everything's a little bit uncertain. Uh but if we've got the we've got the top man on the job to, oh to lead the way. Oh my god. I do okay, so <laughs> So as we go, I just like to point out that it seems odd that they're all like the the prince will do something. The prince, so they seem to know that Emma and Snow have gone missing, but no one's panicking about that part, except for Charming. Like that was the weirdest beat of the whole thing. Like they all knew that no one was like, "Hey, where's Snow?" Only Charming and Regina talk about this. So I mean, there's a lot of problems going on. It- and Again. it's kind of one of those like we've we've got yes they're in trouble we will get to that we yeah. got a lot of other stuff to do I, first everybody yeah because it, it this had a very like ten minutes after the stock market crashed in 1929 situation like everyone was just panicking and you think that it's under control because when they open up the whole episode Hopper and Ruby seem like they've got it under control like it doesn't mm-hmm. seem super chaotic because she's like you can go here. If the Dementor has ruined your home, please stand in line over here to fill out the next insurance form. Uh, but then, like, the moment Charming shows up, she's like, we're in trouble. This is all falling apart. Everyone's, everyone's lost their mind. There's no actual money in this town. What do we do? <laughs> yeah, this is a kind of a dual, I mean, much like the We Are Both title of the episode, this is this is a dual perspective episode. We've got Charming's point of view in the present as he is struggling to unite the town, which is something that both is and is not his strength. Uh, yeah. And then we have Regina, who is uh, going through a hell of a lot in this episode. She's backsliding. And uh, in the past, she is learning about uh, about the magic that we're going to see her wielding in this episode. And I thought maybe we could start by traveling back a little bit, going to to the Enchanted Forest, and uh, and seeing the roots of Regina learning magic. Well, Let's do it because <laughs> because it brings into the season Cora. Yes. I'm just so excited. She, you can tell, like her her with Regina is they're both really strong actresses. So it's just, they bring the, they elevate the whole episode, which is great. And then Rumpel kind of shows up and he also elevates the episode, but also in kind of a weird way, but we'll get to that. Yeah. There's some, there's some vibes that we're going to, we're going to talk about. So this takes place shortly after the events of the stable boy. Uh, It is two days from Regina's wedding to the king and to become Snow White's stepmother. Uh, she's she's getting the hell out of Dodge. She's she's like, I'm done with this. I've got my horse. I've got my amazing new riding outfit that looked fabulous. And I loved it every time. And and I love when shows like Once Upon a Time use the wire collar trick where they put a wire in the collar so they can bend it perfectly. And they did that with her coat. And I was like, that's that's just brilliant. And so she's trying to run away. 
But uh oh, she gets caught in some tree vines, gets pulled up, and she's like, Oh, flippers. It was you, wasn't it, mother? <laughs> she says flippers, yeah. Yeah, because Cora, who's back, yes, thank you, God, uh, is like, No, no, honey, you can't go anywhere. You're getting married. Like, this is all of our plan. You see, I got this book. It's got a bunch of ma- it's 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 supposed to be a spell book, but really what it does is it lets you ingest magic through your nostrils like you're snorting coke. Well, it's not exactly like coke. She's not snorting it. It's rather she's like she's vaping. She's vaping the sweet. She's vaping that sweet magic. And Down that's like opi- it has an opium vibe to it too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's oh, and, and it's they present it a little bit like an addiction. It's not the first time we've seen something like that in a show about magic. Cough, cough, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, <laughs> cough, get it? Cough, cough, joke. nice. Vape in the magic. Anyway, so um, yeah, so that's what happens. She's stuck. Oh no. Oh well, what's she gonna do? Um, so uh, Cora's telling her, you know what? This is your destiny. You got to have power. Power is how you get freedom. Look at all the work that we've done together. You're ungrateful child. <laughs> Look at all these gifts I've given you. I, I love, this is my favorite kind of like weird narcissistic parenting vibe where like, and when I say favorite, I mean, it's awful and terrible, but it's just mm-hmm. one of those. No, 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 I'm locking you in here for your own good. You're an adult woman. This is a completely normal interaction for us to be having. You can, you can leave, but only with your husband yeah it's fine i don't understand why you're so mad i just killed the boy that you were desperately in love with and making you marry a weird crusty old man it's fine why are you so ungrateful cora is so good at this she is so good at at just narcissistic uncaring selfish love like it's not even love like She's so good at just turning it around and making Regina feel like crap. Yeah. Yeah. Without, like, with, I, I feel like in Regina, where Regina's head is right now, I feel like it would have been almost easier to manipulate her if you offered her like, uh, like, like small uh, goalposts of being like, listen, you just have to be married to him for a year. Just be married to him for a year. Just learn a little bit of magic. Just do, you know, just like breadcrumb her along until you get her to being an unholy monster like but instead she's just like no i decided i don't want to do all that like work what i'm going to do instead is be an absolute just the worst possible person um yeah and you just yeah, hate but- her to your very core you're just like Ugh. yeah but that's because it's all a power trip for her it's all if she fed Regina breadcrumbs, that would be coddling her. And Cora isn't going to coddle her because it's not about Regina. It's about Cora. It's about what she wants and what's going to make her bigger. Right. Well, in the next scene, we see a Regina spending a little bit of time with with young Snow. <laughs> uh, this scene was wild. I love <laughs> brushing this scene her so hair, much. just being like, "We're going to be a family. It's going to be great." And and then <laughs> and then you know. Um, Snow finds the uh, Snow finds the the what was it the ring the from... ring it's the 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 stable yeah. ring and it's on a necklace yeah and she's like what's this oh it was it was Daniel's oh the boy who the guy who left you and she's like no he was murdered because you couldn't keep your goddamn mouth shut and then she just starts freaking choking her 
this tiny child, which someone in our Facebook group pointed out was actually one of the ways the evil queen tried to kill Snow White in the original Grim Fairy Tale before the apple. Oh, okay. so I don't know if that was intentional, uh, but great shout out. Thank you. I Thank feel you, like uh, I feel like Facebook it would have been intentional. I'd like to think that they were, but yes, that is I love tidbits like that. Amazing. Uh, but but it's not actually happening. It's Regina is having a, a just casual murder fantasy in her head, like you Listen, do. We all have intrusive thoughts. They happen. We move on. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like yeah, but usually it's like the call of the void, you know, where you're just like, huh, that is a long trap. I wonder how it would feel. What well, if not, I just not that I'm gonna? Swerve. It's it's a perfectly normal, healthy thing, you guys. Call of the void. Look it up. What if I just swerved into traffic? No. No. Usually, yeah, the call of the void is not like call of dumping someone else into the void. No. (laughs) What if I pushed her into the void? Uh, Yeah, so she's just like, oh, it's just a thing. I don't remember where I got it. And again, it's like she's a child. And I think Regina kind of knows this where she's like, this is not healthy for me to be this mad at a child. So I'm going to try really hard not to be mad. It, It didn't work, obviously, but I... You can tell that she's just like, I don't know where I got the ring, but let's stop talking about it, and I'm going to braid your hair some more. Ow, it's hard. <laughs> ow, ow. Like, yeah, so, she, yeah, she has this 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 pent-up rage that is, is terrifying her because it's reminding her of her own mother, and that's the person she does not want to become. No, no thank you. So she goes talk to her dad, and is like, Daddy, help me. I'm becoming evil. <laughs> like, your wife. And Your and wife is just, evil. And... In relationships, like, where one of the people is, like, Cora or is a megalomaniac who just, whatever, their partner is never also that they don't match the energy because that's not what they need. That's not what they surround themselves with. So her father's just like, it's probably fine. Just, uh, uh, just don't, don't look her directly in the eye and don't show her your teeth. It's fine. <laughs> But Regina, you know, she wants to redirect this this anger and she wants instead of, you know, and put it towards some, some good use. Like, what can she do to make things better? She should and, start powerlifting. Well, she, yeah. Well, she can. She's, she's, she gets a good trainer. She gets herself a solid trainer. Going to give her those reps, those magic reps. Because her dad is like, you're, I know a guy. Well, your mom knows a guy. I don't know his name. But she knows a guy from way back in the day. Maybe he can help out. That's all I got. There's another guy. I don't know anything about him because I wouldn't ask her questions about her goings on. I don't know. Are they sleeping together? Who knows? I don't ask questions. I'm just happy she comes home at the end of the day. But she is super weird when she comes back. So that's fine. (laughs) So Regina sneaks and grabs the book from under Cora's uh, pillow. This was, to me, the weakest part of the episode because there's no way that that, that would ever happen. Cora is smarter than that. Or, she would have it. Hmm? Or she was doing it on purpose. She was like, I need her to be able to find it and be curious. Yeah, but it doesn't exactly, it's like bank error not in her favor. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Do not pass go, don't collect $200, go straight to jail. It doesn't seem like a good place to keep it, because it's like when they have, like, yeah, she sleeps with a gun under her pillow. Uh, How is that comfortable? What what thickness is this pillow? Like, there there should be a, there's a, you can't sleep with a book under your pillow. This doesn't work, especially that book. It looks very hard, but... Uh, there is a good juxtaposition, by the way, when you see Regina later, like, lock it in a gun safe. 
Like, mm-hmm. Cora's just, like, careless with it, left, left the safety off. Who cares? She's like, it's behind poor doors. <laughs> There's a child in this house. We can't leave magic afoot. And, yeah, so she grabs the book. She looks in the back and sees Rumpelstiltskin's name, and she calls it out, totally butchering it, which I was a detail I loved. Uh, I loved Regina in this whole scene because uh, Lana was, was trying to kind of per- portray this younger version of Regina – but in a way that we didn't really get in Stable Boy because she was acting opposed to like these very giant circumstances. Yep. This was her more being timid and shy and experimental and curious in a way that I thought was interesting. Because we get Rumpelstiltskin and he's like, hey girl, what's up? Hey girl, what's up? I held you when you were a baby. Ah, 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 ah. So- yeah, she's like... <laughs> he is freaking hitting on her throughout this whole episode and i hated it I it was hated so it. I gross I hated it so much and it was just so super creepy it's like we'll be together and she's just like can i just go be with a guy i consent to be around you're all old and weird and i hate it so much Ugh. And he does tease that they know that he knows her from long ago uh, that but that she may not remember. So they're they're planting the seeds of the previous relationship, which is what we get later on uh, with Zelina coming into the picture. Uh, we get those uh, gaps filled in, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether or not that's what they had in mind. There is a moment in the episode where Regina says, "I don't care if the magic makes me turn green," which makes me think maybe they had an idea. Yeah. Um. But. In, in any case, I, I love when the show plants a little seed like this, uh, and 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 uh, and and we see it blossom like yeah. even seasons later. Well, and what's good about that is that some of those lines they could, if if nothing came of them, we'd think nothing of them. So mm-hmm. those are the best ways to do it: is you lay just these little tiny crumbs that could be nothing, or they could be everything. Like that's you. Pl- uh, but I, I do, I do like this because she's so opposed to it and everybody is telling her you need to ha-, like, and by everyone, I mean the one person that's talking to her and this strange gold man that showed up, uh, you know, be like, no, 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 no. Magic's super cool. Like it will make all of your problems go away. 100%. It'll cause a bunch of new ones, but it'll, it'll, uh, but whatever. It's not a big deal. And here's the first example. Behold, a present. It's a giant thing that's covered in another giant thing. It's a mystery. And Rumpelstiltskin promises that this will get rid of Cora. It will get her out of her hair for who knows how long. So then we see Cora and Regina later on. They're in the room. Uh, Regina is getting ready. Uh, she's in her wedding gown. And uh, they have like a little back and forth where Cora thinks Regina's trying to attack her, which she kind of is. And Cora's just like, you freaking moron. I know magic and you don't. What are you even doing? And Regina, she like, I like Rumple in the mirror because well, they expose. Mm? So, so my favorite part of this, this though, is just all the little cuts that just like break the camel's back in this scene. Like Regina's kind of fine. Until, like, Cora's looking at it, she goes, oh, a mirror. Honey, I don't think the people love you as much as as much as much they should. A real gift wouldn't be a giant mirror. Ooh, gross. Everyone kind of hates you. 
oh why are you so mad like it's just one of those <laughs> like just sort of yeah. just being like oh you wore white it's not really your color i wore white <laughs> yeah it's like she's like needling her just a little bit and and we see rumple in the mirror just being like grown girl you can do it push 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 you got it you got it and and regina summons the magic that has been inside her all along a magic that will one day surpass even cora and uh and pushes her into the mirror and cora is gone and the mirror also breaks into a bajillion pieces it does because it's a one-time only portal it's one of many types of portals we have a a lot of different kinds of portals in the show you guys no way to get back Except for these other 25 things we'll explain, but then disappear very quickly. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then the final scene of the flashback is Regina once again on the road. She's getting the hell out of Dodge. She's not getting, you know, she's not getting married today. Or is she? Because Rumple shows up uh, and he's just like, girl, where are you going? That was like super fun. We should do it again sometime. We should do it again sometime. Ah! <laughs> I hate it. And Regina is like telling Rumple that she doesn't want the book. She doesn't want the magic because she loved it too much. And this is really kind of what um, we feel throughout this episode with Regina in the modern day is how good it feels for her to have that magic back and how she instantly goes to use it to get what she wants because it is almost like an addiction. Um, and she chooses ultimately to stay. She's following Cora's advice. She's getting the banner. She's getting her own guard. And she's going to turn into the evil queen someday. But not today. No. But in no. modern day story, Brooke, the evil queen's back. Yes, I do think that there is there is a nice narrative that never really gets... And I might be wrong. I, I don't know what they explicitly get into and not in this season, but... Uh, Regina doesn't want the power, but then she realizes how how good it feels, and her redemption arc does, and 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 even in this episode shows that like she understands that it's not, it's not what she wants, it's not what she feels like she she's not gonna want this, and it and it shows the ideas for her redemption later, but we then know also that Rumple is also addicted to that power and that that rush, uh, it, it never really. <laughs> That never really quite goes away for him, so he, he struggles a little. Anyway, so yes, we move to the we move to the present. Uh, the the town is in shambles. They don't know what to do. They're upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 don't know why they didn't go back to their home. They don't know if their home exists. So obviously, they are panicked. Um, on the outskirts of town, on the outskirts of town, the seven, dwarf brigade. The, the dwarfs are drawing straws to see who gets to cross the town line and to see what happens. Uh, Sneezy does, draws a short straw, and has to go across the line. And they make this leap, by the way, very quickly. Uh, but basically, when Sneezy crosses the line, he forgets his his fairy tale life. And he just thinks that he is, I don't remember what his, his curse name the was. The pharmacy dude. The pharmacy dude. Like, you are Nigel, the pharmacy dude. I don't remember what the name is. Uh, but that's who you are. And, and they're like, Sneezy. And he's just like, stop calling me that. That's really rude. And they're like, oh my <laughs> gosh, if you cross the town line... You will never remember your... Like, they're just like, oh my goodness. It's like, you don't know that, like, at all, but okay. And I was annoyed a little bit at this scene because Sneezy had the right idea of, hey, why don't we just, like, send a little turtle across and see what happens to that first. And and Grumpy's just like, nope, and just pushes him. That's so 
this life so, because Grumpy couldn't be patient for five minutes. Well, and if Grumpy if wanted to be turtle. that brave, why didn't Grumpy do it? Come on, yeah. man. Because who it's, else is going to run into town screaming things? Oh, my God. Voice. I love this. This is the first, this is the first mm-hmm. seed we get of, ah, everybody <laughs> stop, we're in trouble. Uh, he basically comes in to yell that something about the curse is happening. Not that the curse is coming, but that the curse is coming. Or something of, about the curse. Uh, and just is whips everybody up into more of a frenzy. Because, you know what? If they weren't panicked enough, let's come running into town screaming like, screaming like a banshee about how we can't ever leave. Which never doesn't make sense because he yelled that in front of the crowd. But then they all then try to leave at the end. This didn't line up for me quite as much because it's just like, didn't they all hear what happened? Anyway, doesn't matter. I have so many problems with that with that scene. It, we will get to it. I have a lot of problems with that scene. Uh, so so anyway, so they're like, oh, and so David is just like, okay, don't worry. In two hours, we'll all come back here, and I will tell you about my great plan. And they're like, cool, awesome. We're gonna go get sandwiches. Henry's like, awesome. What's the? Oh no, Ruby does it. It's like, awesome. What's the plan? He's like, I got two hours to figure it out, which is the most charming move ever like it's just like give me two hours like i could imagine him being like we'll meet back here in one hour no 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 no, no. two hours three hours no we'll make it two we'll make it two (laughs) give myself some time uh oh and so (laughs) he decides he's gonna go figure some figure some stuff out while he's figuring some stuff out regina uh decides she needs her book Mm -hmm. so she goes running into Rumpel's office uh, or running into his shop and she just starts looking at every book as if he's keeping it like out. Like, yeah, like it's just a, a beautiful magic spell book that's the, one of the most priceless things in existence right now. It's just, it's just in a drawer. Yeah. He's like, um, so hmm, uh, the, the library is, uh, is under, the, under, the, under the bell tower but uh, whatever, what you looking for? Uh they they kind of go exchange some back and forths. Basically, we find out that when he says please, it is not a, a draw for her anymore. And she's just like, I need this. I need this. Da, 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 blah, 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 blah. Because <laughs> she's she, desperate because Henry has left with David. He's yes. staying with David at, at Mary Margaret's place. Um, he chose not to go home with her. So yeah, she, she is desperate. Yes, yeah, she doesn't want. She wants, she wants Henry back. Uh, and she wants her magic back because she doesn't feel like, I mean. If you don't have the 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 fear of everyone who thinks that you're a crazy mayor and that you control everything, then she's just a, a an ousted lady with no magic. So she wants her magic back, no matter what, and she she can't do it herself. She can't make a candlelight or anything. So she needs the weird opium book, to which Rumple gives to her, and she clutches it to her chest, and he's like, you know, everyone said you look like Cora. I didn't see it until just now. Good. Lord, apply water directly to the burn. Ugh. <laughs> Regina looked devastated. This was like, and and you know that's exactly what Rumple said this to her. He knew that this would be the thing that would just crush her soul <laughs> and and send her into a spiral that he just wants to see because why the hell not? Rumple's uh, such a but- mean girl. Oh my God, I love <laughs> your skirt. <laughs> Well, she's all like charming comes in later with the with the broken hat to just be like rumple rumple help me fix this hat and and rumple sass is like sassy just being like i guess 
It's like a, I have a clothes sign. I guess I wasted my money on the clothes sign because that one just comes in anyway. Money straight down the drain, implying that he bought the sign and it wasn't built there by the curse. Cool, Rumple. Like selling the selling the uh, selling the illusion. Uh, it, it was a 24-hour pawn shop when the curse started, but he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I need my sleep. Curse is over. Now it's uh, now he's probably got some like really bizarre hours. Like he's only open from like seven to two, but he's definitely closed on Wednesdays for no yeah. reason, just because hey, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Working nine to five. So yeah, and so we'll just cut to that. Yeah, David runs back in. He's got the hat, and he's just like, "What do you know about these?" Like I don't know. I don't know what that is. And he's like, "I need you to give me something magic, like the, the and do something." like you did with Snow's ring, so I can find who owns this, because Regina won't give up who knows. She's like, I don't know what that is. Whatever. Oh, yeah, she flat out lies to him. Yeah, she's, she's just like, just no, like, I don't know. So long. So, I don't know. It's so long ago. I, I, it's, just, it's just a hat that I bought that goes with a nice dress. I don't know. It could have been any, from anywhere. I don't know. Kohl's, maybe? Uh, and so he, Rumple gives him, like, a, or Mr. Gold, whatever, gives him, like, a vile... That could have been anything. Like, I would have loved if you would have poured it on the hat and the hat burst into flames. Ah! Uh, <laughs> but he gives him that, and they basically call a truce. Yeah. It's just like, you don't come after me, I don't come after you. Awesome. And David says, well, and oh, by is, the way. Okay, Well, this is clearly because Rumple is, he's full, in his mind, he's about to get out of town. And he yep. does not want to be stopped. So oh. he's just like... Don't bother me. I won't bother you. I just want to be left alone because he's going to go. And then it's the perfect time for, for, for David to have a little sass of his own. Yeah. And just <laughs> it was like, yeah, you can't go anywhere. If you leave, your curse self just comes back. And uh, because I believe the implication here is that Rumple wants to be able to leave with Belle. And if he takes Belle, she doesn't know him. Like Rumple can leave. Rumple doesn't have a curse self. Rumpel- no, he does. He has a he has a cursed self. He just woke he woke up before everybody else did. Yeah, but we don't. Mr. Know that. Gold is a personality that was imprinted on him. I understand, but we also don't know that that at any point he was asleep. Like That's, he's just th- awake for the entire time from from the beginning of the show to now. The implication is that he's always been awake. Possibly, I, I think we don't know, and I think that I think the bigger thing is Rumpel doesn't know. I don't think he's worried about Belle. I don't think he gives a shit about Belle. Well, he's worried true. about losing his memories of his son, and he's also worried about losing his memory of magic. I think yeah, this is entirely selfish. Like, okay, that's fair. I mean, maybe for all we know, maybe he is, and I think in a later episode we kind of get a test of that of whether he like. I remember something about being in an airport and like he has like a shawl thing. Like the magic, do you remember the I magic remember. shawl? I don't remember. I remember either. the magic shawl. The magic shawl. The magic shawl. Um, we'll get there. And <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, no, I think like, I think it's not about whether or not he will revert to a cursed self. It's that he doesn't know if he will. Uh, and that's just, that uncertainty is, 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 is a no, no. Schrodinger's curse. Got it. Uh, yes. So he is, uh, he's violently angry. Like in a way oh, yeah. that. I was going to say, like, a way we haven't seen before, but he's beating something with a cane, which we saw that he beat a man to the pulp with a cane. So I guess it's not something we haven't seen before. Uh, but, yeah, just start smashing stuff in his own shop, which I guess that's fair. Smash your own stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, David, uh, here is my favorite, favorite random thing that never gets explained. David pours the Kool-Aid on top of the hat. The hat leads him to a car accident in the middle of town. 
<laughs> and Jefferson is just in the car trying to get help. Uh, it like in broad daylight, there is just an upside down car. No, and it's been knew. hours since Ow. the since the Dementor showed up. Like, holy crap! Like, did no one see this? Is this town full of the worst people possible? Just like, ah, oh, it's always been like that. I guess. <laughs> Did, did you see the string on the hat? Because I did, and it was so great. Oh. <laughs> when, when it first took off, it was like, <laughs> like on a fishing line. <laughs> I love it. I, I got it. For, I would have loved for Rumpel to be on the other end with an actual fishing bowl. Like, ah, dumbass. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, I think this magic is really me all along. I'm the, oh, I'm the puppet master. I love it so much. So, no, he drags Jefferson again. This is charming. So, obviously, he doesn't. He cares about people, but not enough to not be very violent with them when they've been in a car accident. He rips Jefferson out of the car and is just like, tell me I'm after a hat. He's like, I have a concussion. Help. <laughs> and they go sit. And I love Sebastian Stan in this scene because it did seem like uh, him and Josh Dallas were the only ones that did this scene. Because at no point does anyone else interact with him. Uh, but basically they're just sitting there and Sebastian Stan has that like iron, like that winter soldier look to him, like just like eyeliner. And he just looks beaten. He's just like, man, you don't want to deal with that hat, man. I can't do anything with the portals. You lock me in jail. We'll both be staring at the hat like a bunch of, bunch of doorknobs. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. And then he flips the table and runs. Like, <laughs> the scene was so good. It was just I loved like, it. Just short of him like taking long drags from a cigarette, like I don't know, man. We're both people. Like you and you think me, I have to live with both these in my brain. And Dave just just like, you had a little girl tea set in your car. What do you know about that? <laughs> I don't know, man. It sucks. <laughs> and then runs. I love that he flips the table and just runs. With his crazy long legs, because all you see are just legs going. (laughs) And he's gone, and Ruby is just like, you missed a meeting, which I'm going to get to, but I do do love that. And Charming's like, we have to follow that guy. And Ruby's like, F you. No, we don't. You need to stay here. Uh, Who cares what happened to Snow and Emma? You're needed here. Because while the car accident saving uh, and table flipping was happening... They were waiting for David at the courthouse or the whatever this is. I think it's a courthouse. And it's the it's the everything yes. place. Reg- Regina shows up all coked out on magic from the book. Uh, it's in a good- fantastic dress. Yes, good. And she Lord. just comes marching in, just almost. I thought she was in a pantsuit at this point. No, she was. No, she, she was, was in her the- hot okay, dress. Never mind. And they used the music from the series premiere when she did the really fast walk. Yes. And for a hot second, I'm like, is she going to do the fast walk during this tiny, tiny hallway? Because they, they made it look like she was about to. And I was like, they're going to do it. Uh, And she shows up and they're just like, you can't do anything. And she then just, she pushes grumpy. uh, She pushes everybody to the side. And then granny, God love her, brings her crossbow because she's like, we are living in a lawless hellscape. I'm not showing up anywhere without my crossbow. And then takes a terrible shot at the queen, and she catches it and lights it on fire and throws it back at them. And then it lights up the thing behind her, and it's my favorite shot because it just has that just, like, welcome to hell, bitches. Like, (laughs) mama's home. And, you know, Ruby standing there. I love Ruby's getup here because Ruby had this very, like, alt-punk look to her because she's wearing, like, shorty shorts. But also black tights underneath that being just like... Making her legs look somehow longer. Where do God, they find all these yeah. long-legged freaks? 
I love it so much. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a cute outfit. I I was very very envious that I am officially too old to wear anything like that ever oh, yeah. again. She had well, she had the whole look too because this was this is everything I wanted to be in high school. Like I was just like a short blonde girl who was like really into Fallout Boy. And then so you'd look at someone like Ruby who she's like, she's seven feet tall, six feet of it is all of her legs. Uh, and then she's wearing these great clothes. And then she has like the long, dark hair that just looks real punk and effortless. With the red effort- streaks. And it just looks like she just woke up like that as opposed to what I assume is just hours of styling. And so she's like, what do you want? Because no one in that room seems to understand except for the child who goes, she's here for me. And he goes, I'll go with you. So he goes with her. He goes with her. They walk in the house. And she's like, she puts on like a kid voice. Like the the voice you talk to children that aren't your children. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, just because we're back doesn't mean things. Where are you going? Are you going up? Don't shut the door. Oh, we shut the door. Oh, we shut the door. You're not getting dinner, young man. Like, she's just like, (laughs) okay. I was going to get us McDonald's. I'm going out the door. Or does someone not want to make flurry? (laughs) And so he runs up the stairs. He he willingly goes with her. This, he willingly goes with her, walks in the house, runs up the stairs. The first (sighs) thing he does, take off his backpack grab the uh, makeshift rope out of bed sheets from underneath his bed and decides to make a break for it. He's been home for 15 seconds. It, he has this thing he's made out of like 40 bed sheets and also a, a like mountain climbing. Uh, oh, the carabiner. Yeah. Carabiner. Like, yeah. Like a, that thing was a cost like 40 bucks. Those oh, things yeah, are expensive. No, he, Where did he, he get it? He had to make sure it was rated for his weight at any age. Like, it's just like, <laughs> well, I don't weigh much as an eight year old, but what if I need to escape when I'm 18? And I, I'm like big and jacked at that point. I'm going to need to be able to support like 220 because I'm going to be ripped. <laughs> um, but it doesn't work because he goes, uh, Regina goes full Cora on him and mm-hmm. traps him with the, with the tree limbs and says, honey, you can stay here. Invite your friends here. Let's all learn magic and eat these disgusting-looking cupcake soaps. Yay! This scene was really good. Like, between both of them. Because I loved how Henry was acting toward her. How hurt he was. He wasn't yelling at her. He wasn't angry. He was hurt. He, like, tells her, like, I... I believed this for so long and you made me think that I was crazy to think you were the evil queen. And it was true the whole time you were lying to me, lying to my face. And, and then he's also, you know, it's like saying like, I don't, I don't want to be made to stay here. This is, this is hurting me and I don't like it. And you see the facade just slowly drain from Regina's face over the course of the scene. Um, because she's trying so hard to to have her have her cupcake and eat it too. She wants hey. to be the Cora that uh, that can control Henry and keep him in line, but she also wants him to love her, and so, those don't work no. together. So that's that's the difference between Regina and Cora. Cora or Cora does not love Regina as a person. Cora loves Regina as an extension of herself. She had mm-hmm. Regina to, 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 she is a tool. She is a tool. She is not an autonomous person. She is just a, a, a person she has birthed that she will use as she pleases. She will, she needs to get somewhere. She had a child. She's going to make this happen for herself. Uh, Regina loves Henry. She loves mm-hmm. him un- 
unfailingly. Unfa uh, so when she tries to do this, when she sees how hurt he is and how, how he feels about her, she can't keep it up because it's, it's, it's hurtful. Like kids say stuff like I've been warned so many times that sometimes kids say weird and untrue things and it hurts you. And I never understood that. I'm like, you shouldn't you just understand? My kid is four. He said something somewhat hurtful to me, mostly because he was mad because he's four and they don't understand emotions. And it hurt my feelings. And I was like, I'm 34 years old. He's four. Let's, let's, you know, let's rein it in here, Abby. But I get it. I could only imagine if, like, you had an older child who says something that, that you know, too, is true. Like, there's a difference between your kid being mad in a tantrum and saying something he doesn't mean. Between with a kid that's completely calm, completely steady, and just going, you hurt me. You hurt my feelings. I don't like it here. I don't like you right now. You are my mother, and I don't want you to... Like, you know, you had the bad relationship with mm -hmm. the family members. Like, I don't like you, but I don't not love you. Like, or something like yeah. that nature. Uh, and he just kind of leaves, but, like, he stays in the house. Because, obviously, where is he going to go? <laughs> uh, and that's the part where Charming comes in with a sword. <laughs> he just... He just looks nuts. Well, this is... Well, beforehand... This, he, the whole, he, he has the whole town line hero moment because Charming has to get oh, his yes. groove back. I forgot. Yes. Before. Uh, we do the town line uh, stump speech. Yeah. The whole town has packed up everything and they're leaving single file down the road at a normal place, a pace. And uh, Charming pulls it in his truck, gets in front of them. He's got Ruby. And he gives a very impassioned speech. It leads with Hopper being like, you can't tell us what to do. We are free citizens of these United States. We can go wherever we would like. Thank you. And Charming then gives a speech, which I do like that at one point in one of the lines, and I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. I didn't write it down. But he uses the correct form of whom. And it's funny because <laughs> he's just speaking like a normal person. And then he's just like, whom we've become. It's like, mm, okay. So I want to I want to talk about the thing that I really didn't like about this scene. Go for it. Let I, fly. I, I will say I like charming speech. I liked the theme of it. I like the idea that he's like, you know what? Charmin and David both have pluses and minuses. They're both great and they both suck. I want to keep both. <laughs> I but... love how like kind of Maddie <laughs> is at David too. David is a piece of shit. <laughs> David sucks. Dave, but. I do like that he separates David enough to be like, David hurt the woman that I love. I'm like, like whoa, dude. Whoa, but whoa. The thing, but the thing I hated was the people who were going to leave. So, like, as you had mentioned, they all know what happens when you cross the town line. Grumpy screamed it at them. You have Mother Superior getting ready to forget that she's the Blue Fairy, who is... Possibly one of the only people who can bring magic back to the good side. Okay. Hopper, he can do his own thing. He loves he loves being a counselor. Okay, fine. Uh, we get one or two others. The one that really enraged me was Geppetto. Because earlier in the episode, we, first we see a snapshot of August blinking his eyes. And I'm like, holy God. He's in. He's trapped forever. But he's what not, a hell! He no one wants later. to live in this. Yeah, that would be a. You don't want to live a bad life. Go sleep up in a B and B as a wooden boy for three days, and no one comes <laughs> to find you. Want to live like that? 
And then in the very next scene where we have the, the town crisis center, we see Geppetto putting up a sign asking for people, Where's, uh, have you seen Pinocchio? Do you know where my boy is? He's crying. He's like, I remember. I have a son, my beautiful boy. And then what? 20 minutes later, he's like, screw that kid. I want to forget all about him again. So I get it. I get what you're saying. Just to just to just to be on the other side of it, just quick in defense of Geppetto, if he thinks that his kid is just like gone or not in the town because he knows that Emma came from out of the town, he still wants to go leave. Like maybe he'll remember if he leaves the cross line, but also if he leaves and he forgets his cursed self, he will he will forget the super shitty thing that he did, and sending and sending Pinocchio away. Instead of keeping him around. Maybe that's him realizing, I don't want to remember not having a son. I want to just remember being a boozy old man who makes stuff. Maybe he just wants to forget. Maybe it's a weakness. That's my defense of Geppetto. I don't know if it stands up or holds water, but I'm in. That doesn't make it okay. I'm not saying it's okay. We knew that Geppetto made this is, this is This is the part where we need to remember. There's the heroes. There's people like Snow and Charming who do make questionable decisions, obviously, and we will get to those. And there's Regina, who are the true evil. But then there's the people in the middle who genuinely just kind of suck. Like, they aren't (laughs) great. They aren't great people. Like, they're not heroes because that's why they're not main characters. They are just, like, he references living in a shoe. Like, it must be that old woman who lives in a shoe and and beats her kids. Is that the same one? doesn't matter. Well, a lot. In the Grim Fairy Tales a lot of the parents beat their children. No, but I think they're... No, it's a sad that, truth. It very explicitly says it. She whipped her kids and sent them to bed and without any bread or something like that. I don't remember. <clears throat> anyway. So these kids... These people just suck. We knew Blue blue sucks. Like, that... Blue is worse than Geppetto. I'll put Geppetto on one thing, but Blue... Blue <laughs> being... The, the, she is... She is the one person that can save everything. She is the per- the holder of all of this knowledge. And she's just like, no, I want to go back to being a struggling nun in a convent for, and I'm not going to try to get super uh, racy here, but in a, in a religion that she doesn't actually, Blue does not believe in. Blue is not a Catholic. <laughs> like, and also they have a month to month with Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> but if she leaves, I mean, I guess you can, I, there's no mad nuns. I get that, but that, that's. You don't know anything except that life, and you're just going to go back to, like, you're going to cross the town line and come back and try to pretend it's all normal. You guys all hated that life. Like, you were all miserable. No one had a good time. Yeah, no, this is, this is, this is, this is weird. This is a weird, but it gave Charming his speech of standing in the truck and being like, no, we are both people, and we must accept that, that we, you know, these curses that were assigned to us to make us unhappy is now part of us, which... I think there's a lot to unpack out of that, but it's David. He doesn't, he doesn't, David slash charming. He doesn't look into that stuff. It's fine. I mean, I I think he doesn't want people to feel pressured to forget who they've been this whole time. I mean, like all these, all these cursed characters built lives. Yeah, sure. They were frozen in place for a long time, but once Emma came into the picture, uh, they grew, they bonded, they have businesses and, and Charmin's like, you know what? If you want to be a fairy tale person living in the woods, do that. If you want to build software and and, and drink shitty coffee, do that. Just do what you want, man. I will keep you safe. 
Yeah, I do like that. I and so they were like, you know what? That's good. And I do like Geppetto. Like Geppetto was leading the or not Geppetto, uh, Hopper. Hopper was leading the charge, but then at the end of it, he like turned back to David. Like, got him. Like, <laughs> you and me <laughs> were the same. For a hot second, he was, as he was getting back in his car, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if, like, he's just like, it didn't work, and, and Hopper's like, move out of the way, I'm going. My curse, my, my curse life, I was a man with a business and a bunch of really broken people in town. I'm not going to go back to being a grasshopper that no one respected. Like, Or if there was, like, one person in the back of the caravan being like, beep, beep, I still want to go. Beep, beep. Like, he just drives to the Get front. Get out of the like, way. No, no, no. It's the person that drives to the front because they don't know why there's a car accident and why people are stopped, so they speed to the front. So, like, no, they didn't hear Charming's whole speech. They've just got Hamilton playing really loud in their car, and they just blow past the str- uh, blow past the, the town line. And they're like, no! Anyway, that's when... Uh, that Yes, this is when Charming goes and gets his sword, and he goes to confront the queen with his pointy sword. And she's just like, no, you can have him. And she gives this very moving speech to Henry that I liked a lot. Yeah. She's like, I was scared. I used what I knew to get you back, but I don't want to keep you this way. It's not right. I want you to be here on your own your own free will. Um, so I'm going to let you go with your grandfather. Uh, and, and I like how else she, she, she admits something that's really hard for someone to admit. She's like, I don't know how to love very well. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a hard thing to, for someone to admit. That's pretty, that's pretty brave of her. That is that's, a, that's, that's yeah. a, that's a weakness. That's, and that's not something that she's ever really seen in herself. Right. And but it's also, a, it's a big thing to admit because she would never mm-hmm. admit that to any other character. No. She would admit it to Henry because she loves Henry and she wants him to know. Like, it's just one of those, she doesn't care if like, she wants everyone else to be afraid of her. She doesn't want him to be afraid of her. He wants her to love her. Like, for, like you know, maybe for all that she is evil and not, but so she's just like, listen, I want you to love me for what I am, and until you can do that, I would like you to go stay with David and go pack your stuff. And so as he's packing, she's just like, can you just, like, please keep him safe? And he's just like, fine, but answer me this. Is it still there? And she's like, she's like, what's still there? Because, yeah, David, they just had this moving moment. You can't just, like non-sequitur where is it where's what and she's like yeah the enchanted forest is still there i don't know where how to get there i also don't know what's left of it so uh but yeah it is and she makes they never go to charming's face but she makes a face and she just goes huh i see i've just kicked off a a a great hero's journey for you uh just small ask while you're being a hero can you make sure my son gets a pop tart (laughs) And doesn't angrily throw them in the trash. Uh, and he's like, yeah, we can do that. And then he leaves and he's got his hand on Henry's shoulder and he's got his knife up on his on his shoulder or his sword up on his shoulder because he didn't bring the scabbard. Uh, <laughs> so they go and it's going to it's going to be OK. I mean, not for Emma and Snow, but it's going to be OK. We do get a little montage of everybody kind of restarting the town and going back to business. Uh, a new cobble shop is opening. A new cobbler is opening up. Presumably that's going to be a character from the fairy tale world. Uh, you see Geppetto finds out where Pinocchio is, but by the time he gets there, he's gone. But the hat remains behind. Uh, Granny's is open. Sans crossbow. Uh, there was apparently a uh, deleted scene 
Um, uh, there was actually two deleted scenes that I wanted to point out to you because they're both very fascinating. Apparently in the montage, we see Dr. Whale going to the uh, hospital laboratory, but they decided not to keep that uh, because they didn't want to spoil the reveal that we get later about Dr. Whale because having it be a laboratory is kind of a thing. Uh, and, And then also during this, this scene, apparently we see Archie, we see Hopper, uh, look in the window of Mr. Gold's shop and see Geppetto's petrified parents in the window. So that that happens <laughs> in a deleted scene, apparently. Boy, why they cut that out? That's a real feel-good story. <laughs> this lovely, heartwarming moment of everyone getting back to normal. Regina is going to burn the spell book, but in a moment of weakness, she locks it away. And you've got charming opening up being the sheriff and then you have Hopper look in a window and be like oh shit my greatest failure mom before we close out in the enchanted forest there was another scene that I thought you would uh that I thought you would like and it was from earlier in the episode it's a deleted scene where we uh when David has Jefferson's hat he's looking at it before he takes it to gold um, you hear a call coming in on Mary Margaret's house phone, uh, and Henry goes, "Oh, uh, who's calling? It was David calling because he wanted to hear her voice." And I'm actually sad that that wasn't included because oh, it also sweet. because it also featured Pop Tarts, them so sharing Pop Tarts. Henry's oh, great pop tarts. I mean, it would have been a nice juxtaposition to you know seeing your mummified doll parents in the window, but yeah, it's, it's whatever. But so what we get instead, you know, cut for, t- cut for time, we get Emma and Mary Margaret slash Snow being like prisoner dragged behind a horse. Yes, uh, uh, we've got uh, Mulan and her bumpet. Yeah. Uh, along with Aurora. They have an extra horse, but they're not going to give it to the prisoners. They got to walk. No, no and they, those, as far as they're concerned, they're the reason Prince Philip is dead. Yeah, so they're, they're taking uh, the prisoners to their refuge. It's the final spot in the Enchanted Forest where, where, where as Mulan screams it, Survivors! Can, we are survivors. Can, um, can uh, stay protected from the outside world. And uh, right when they get there, um, Emma gets the genius idea. They're going to, uh, Emma and Mary Margaret are like going to launch their daring escape, which is just running. It's not a very good I plan. I don't think Emma had a single plan in this. She was just like, la, la, la. And then Mary, Mary Margaret throws a haymaker and then they just make a bolt for it. Bad mm-hmm. plan. They could have been yeah. talking behind the horses the whole time, but no, they just get drugged. Yeah, yeah, they could have whispered, but instead they were just like, ah, we don't know how to walk. Listen, see, you know what? This is why it's good that Snow came with her, that Mary Margaret came with Emma, is because they are not on the same wavelength as, like, mother-daughter to be able to communicate, like, quietly to each other. Uh, like, you spend time with your daughter to be able to get that kind of a level. So, you mm-hmm. know what? This is a great mother-daughter bonding experience. I mean, right up into the part where she gets hit in the back really hard with some rocks. And then gets knocked unconscious. And you can tell that their relationship is still not quite at that level because Emma's still calling her Mary Margaret. Yes. Um, and she's like, oh, shit, Mary Margaret, wake up. And they, they they get taken to the brig or whatever it was called. The laundry the brig. Pit. The I, pit. 
So first of all, I just I don't want to I don't want to uh, completely uh, gloss over the part where uh, Mulan throws like I don't remember what the ter- technical term for whatever she threw at her, but they were rocks on a string. Uh, I'm big rocks, like big, the size of your face uh-huh. kind of rocks. Hits her in the back. Mary Margaret crumples to the ground unconscious, and Emma screams, "What did you do to her?" <laughs> I say it's pretty. Pretty straightforward, Em. <laughs> I mean, Emma was running, so maybe she just didn't see it. I guess all she, all she heard was a thud, and then her mom was on the ground. So maybe yep. she was then, just like, "Yeah, any number of things." Yes, could have led so to they, this. They threw, they throw them in the pit, and also Snow is still unconscious, which you shouldn't be unconscious this long. It's bad for your brain. Uh, but they just like toss her in. That was my. She's like, "Be careful." Blah. Like, <laughs> And Emma's trying to revive her, and we hear a voice in the distance offering her own help. It is none other than Regina's mother. Her name is Cora. Dun, dun, And they they, they frame it really well because, like, Emma never really answers her. She's just like, who are you? And Cora steps into the light. She's like, hi, I'm Cora. And you just see Emma sitting there very prone, very, very vulnerable, with like an unconscious Mary Margaret and she has so much hair. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why this is what I noticed, but I was just like, Emma's got so much hair right now. She, they sewed in so much hair on her. Uh, but she just looks up and you can tell you're like, Oh no, Emma, don't trust her. She is going to tie you to a tree. <laughs> and that was season two, episode two. We are both. And I, I enjoyed this episode. I thought this it was a good. good episode. I enjoy every episode that has Jefferson randomly in it. Um, I like that they don't explain, like, Jefferson's fate, really. Like, this, like, why doesn't he have his daughter? Why is he in a car accident? Like, why is... Also, where is he running to? Uh, but I do I, I do that thing with Family Guy. There's a Family Guy scene from, like, early, early Family Guy. Uh, where it's just, like, you know, the thing where they say the movie title in a movie. And mm-hmm. my husband and I have done it ever since. Where every time they say the title of something, we go, ah! So when <laughs> Jefferson goes, we are both, I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Although I also did it when uh, Regina referred to the land beyond, like the other land in the mirror, as the fairest of them all, and I was like, first of all, calm down, it's Maine. Second of all, I like it. Like <laughs> I like <the> throwaway <laughs> line. Uh, I did like how after the very frantic pace of last week's episode with De- Dementor and everything, that this one slowed down a bit. We were looking more at the psychology of the characters and how they were coping with what had happened to them. Because last week we didn't get that. Last week it was just it had happened and they were just, okay, what do we do now? But this was more about, whoa, this is weird. We've got both these personalities. We have just been attacked. We're all scared. So it was like it was more of a character study. Um, and I also really liked how it didn't really take us to the Enchanted Forest until the very end. It kept us in suspense about what had happened to Emma and Mary Margaret. Yeah, I really, I, I did. I enjoyed that too. Because the whole time I was like, are we just not going to find out? And then it's just like, oh, by the way, here's the last minute. Oh no, Mary Margaret got hit by rocks. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, this was, I liked the structure of this episode and I liked that they gave Charming a little bit like more mm-hmm. because he'd been David for so long that like, why would you root for this guy? Um, oh, we forgot, by the way, that the six dwarves then go to mine because they are going to go help get pixie dust or fairy dust to bring Sneezy back. And 
Sneezy runs into them on the street while they all have pickaxes, and he's like, uh, gentlemen, what are we doing? And he's like, you have forgotten who you were, but we as dwarves will go get fairy dust, and we will bring you back, brother. And they leave, and I'm like, could you imagine, like, just like, I'm going to go work at the pharmacy and count some pills. And then just, like, six what seem to be homeless men with whip weapons are just like, we will fight for you, brother. Okay. Okay. I, and I like, I, also, yeah. I remember, like, because they're like, oh, it's off to work we go. And I remember them, like, whistling or singing hi-ho in this episode. It wasn't there. I'm wondering if there was, like, a rights issue or something. Hmm. Where... I wonder if it, it happened somewhere else. Maybe we're misremembering. Because I feel like I, I know what you're sworn. talking about. Well, it says in the Wikipedia that they they walk to down to the mine singing hi ho at the end of the episode. Oh, maybe. So I'm maybe. wondering if it got taken out because of like a music rights issue, which would be very funny considering so, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, I know. Well, I also do like that they're all just wearing the clothes that they were wearing before. So Dopey is holding up the back where and he is in his uh beanie, his purple beanie, uh and then he's in like a a pink shirt and then like a bright blue hoodie. So he just looks like a skater kid with a pickaxe. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Except for one distinction, he's wearing Birkenstocks with socks. Listen, listen. <laughs> he's dopey. You can't, you can't justify it. He he's dopey. The end. Like, <laughs> no, that's not a justification. Fashion crime. Because he's dopey. <laughs> Fashion crime. Just short of wearing Crocs. So. <laughs> Yeah, this was I, I agree. I agree that the, the slower pace of this was good. We opened up a lot more of the story and we, we get a peek at uh, Regina's redemption, which is going to be long and slow. But I mm-hmm. like that they give us the beginning parts of this in, in episode two. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, we want to thank everybody for joining us for another episode of Once Upon a Timing. A special thank you to our patrons, especially our snow queens. That would be Lisa Slack, Patrick Stevens, Jacob Fulcalt. Paul, Brian Sanina, Blake Brinkley, Matt LeClerc, and Zach Chobanoff. If you want to uh, support us on Patreon, head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can uh, join our Facebook group that is facebook.com slash groups slash OUA timing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at OUA timing and on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. I am personally on Twitter at Beth Elderkin. I'm at just underscore Abby. And we will be back next week with Season 2, Episode 3, Lady of the Lake. Oh, wonder what that could mean. (gasps) (gasps) I actually don't know. I legit legit do not remember what. Because we already got a Lady of the Lake in Season 1. The the lady tried to kill Charming and looked like snow. We already got that. And then there's like a retcon in Season 6, isn't there? I don't remember. Yeah. To so many ladies, so many lakes. So many ladies, so many lakes, throwing swords. Just, you know, Knights of the Round Table, it's a whole thing. (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for joining us, and Abby, we will see you next week. See you next week, Beth.